the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Wow, what times we're living in! Hopefully you guys had had a great weekend in spite of the world events that are happening. We're going to try to give you great coverage tonight on the show. We've got all the different elements we're going to cover from why this happened, what's really going on, what this really means, what America's role is in this, how it affects us, how it's being politicized, particularly by the Republican Party, believe it or not. Militarily, what does it look like in terms of possibilities for us? How is Ukraine trying to exploit the situation for their own gains? There's so much to get into tonight, and I'm super glad that you're sharing this time with me. I know you got a lot of options on where you get your information, and I'm glad that you choose to spend any time with me. Don't forget you can follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Email me at andreakshow.com, and if you miss any part of tonight's show or any show, you can download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my dude, the newest full-time, the newest full-time member of the AK show, the AK crew. It is the one and only. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Dude, I thought you would have like some splashy, like produced, like pew 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 sesame. It's a work in progress. Just, I don't want to rush anything. Yeah. I'm taking my time uh-huh. with it, so it's going to be that epic. So just stay tuned. Oh. <laughs> okay. And we want we want to ease it in, right, my dude? Absolutely. Wow. Um, you know we've been uh, we've been watching Israel d- have to defend itself as it has been. I mean, it, 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 ever since Israel's inception, ever since it became a state back in 1948. Uh, and and by the way, d- let's remind everybody as we talk about what's going on in Israel not right now. Let's remember that why did what led up to Israel becoming the nation state that it is with Jewish people? It's because they needed. These Jews, what was left of them after Hitler's, the horrors of the Hitler Holocaust in Nazi Germany, the Jews, obviously their Eastern European experience had been completely destroyed and they needed a home. And so God's chosen people went back to their home and went back to Israel. And this tiny nation, roughly the size of New Jersey, is surrounded by nation states, including the, the, uh, the largest state sponsor of terrorism, Iran, surrounded by Arab nations that absolutely hate them, that deny their right to exist. They not only deny the, the reality and the legitimacy of the nation state of Israel, but they actually deny their right to exist. The evil, the evil ideology that was a part of Nazi Germany exists today. Many people forget about the Muslim Brotherhood ties 
to Nazi Germany and the extermination of the Jews. And that, that sentiment continues to exist today. And, ever, and since Israel became a nation, there's been what, six wars, I think, uh, going back uh, to its inception. And even when they're not, have not been officially in war, it's been them having to defend themselves against terrorist attacks as terrorist groups like Hamas or Hezbollah strap bombs onto children in order to kill Jews. Well, after the shock attack over the weekend of terrorists dropping in like flying cockroaches into a party in the desert celebrating peace, to which upwards of about a thousand Israelis from children, there's actually even an 85-year-old Holocaust survivor in a wheelchair that was kidnapped. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has officially declared war. And he said, uh, we didn't want this war. He said it was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer. He said Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they have made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind boggling, slaughtering families in their home, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound burned and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilization united to defeat defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his support. I want to thank leaders across the world, the people in Congress. Uh, In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people, it is fighting for every country that stands against barbarism. Israel will win this war, and when Israel wins, the entire civilized war wins. I love him so much. He is my longest living crush, but I have to take umbrage with him here in one part. He's thanking the United States of America. This was not just a failure of intelligence in terms of the Mossad and the IDF. This was a major failure of intelligence by the American intelligence agencies. All, what, 49 of them we found out that we have? I'm being facetious. We got, what, 17 of them? We're supposed to be the greatest intelligence apparatus, the greatest intelligence operation in the world, and we didn't hear the chatter? We didn't know it was coming? Huh. Or did we actually? And and by the way, this was... As the Wall Street Journal reported, this was not only obviously orchestrated, but orchestrated and planned by Iran. Newsweek, I mean, Wall Street Journal was able to put that out really quickly. So how was how was Wall Street Journal able to report that quickly if the American intelligence agencies didn't already know in advance? We had to have known. We funded it. Remember that one of the everybody's been talking about the six billion dollars that the uh, Biden administration put into an account uh, to give access to Iran to the $6 billion. Everybody's talking about that. But let me remind everybody, going back to the early days of the Biden administration, when uh, Joe Biden decided to give Hamas $200 million, $200 million. And also in January of 2021, Laura Loomer uh, posted on X 
uh, a reminder of a report that she did in January of 2021, January of 2021, the Biden administration nominated a dude named Mahir or Maher Batari, I can't, can't pronounce the name, who was a Palestinian with ties going back to his Georgetown days, ties to Hamas and ties to other terrorist organizations. We have an anti-Israel pro-terrorist administration. That's what's going on here in the United States of America. Nine Americans died in this attack, and Joe Biden has put a lid on it, has made no statements about it. Barack Hussein Obama, for two days, up until about an hour ago, said nothing about this, nothing about these attacks, nothing about nine Americans that are dead. What he had up, his last tweet, was an um, homage to an Iranian woman. This is the, the Obama and Obama's. This is basically Obama's third term. And what did Obama do? He funded, shuttled $400 million over to Iran to fund their nuclear ambitions. And their nuclear ambitions is to, as they teach their children in schools to chant all day long, death to America and death to Israel. Wiping Israel and the United States off the map has been the mission of the Islamist for decades. And the Democrat Party has has enabled it, has funded it, has encouraged it in a variety of different ways. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring on John Guandolo. I specifically reached out to him for, from understanding the threat. You know, he's former national security counterterrorism expert, former FBI. He's written numerous books on Sharia, Islamic terror. He's also an expert on communism, and he's going to join us next to give his perspective. Stay tuned. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. It is absolutely historic what's happening in the world today. And when uh, this when this uh, attack on Israel and Israel's response declaration of war happened, the first person I reached out to was John Guandolo. You know, John, you respect him. He's been on the show many times. He is my go to, particularly uh, for anything related to threats that face uh, Western civilization in America. And he's the founder and president of Understanding the Threat. Uh, combat vet marine officer, FBI special agent, counterterrorism expert, his organization after his time in the government fighting to keep us safe. His new work now under understanding the threat is to go around and help uh, communities, local officials and, gover- and governments understand the threat and seek to stop it in our neighborhoods. And so he joins me now to give his perspective. Hey, John Guandola, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be back on with you. Before the break, what I was talking about was uh, my perspective that, of course, there was obviously a failure of uh, Israeli intelligence, um, but there was a major failure on America's intelligence. We are supposed to be the world's greatest intelligence operation with, what, 17 agencies, 
Uh, d- d- how did we miss it? Or were we really a part of it, John Guandolo, when we gave $200 million to Hamas in January of 2021, when a senior official in national security in the NSC, a guy named Maher Batir, I think his name is, is a Palestinian pro-Hamas, was named by by Barack Obama, not, well, by uh, Joe Biden. Um, to to take over and be the head of intelligence programs. Clearly, this this pro Hamas, pro terrorist, anti Israel, anti American sentiment runs deep, does it not? Yes, and I would argue that uh, Hamas doesn't need to parachute in and sneak attack the United States because they are uh, inside and uh, running key components of the government. Certainly greatly influencing from the White House to the National Security Staffs to the key component, State Department, Department of Justice, FBI, CIA, DHS, so they don't need it. You just gave a couple quick examples. I would say uh, having one of the senior, and, and I'll preface this by reminding, is a designated foreign terrorist organization, and it is an inherent part of the International Muslim Brotherhood, uh, and a key leader, the senior Hamas Muslim Brotherhood leader in the United States back in the nights, early 2000s, was Abdurrahman Alamudi, who was convicted and sentenced to 23 years in federal prison because he was a financier for al-Qaeda, and he was the Islamic advisor to President Clinton. He created the Muslim Kaplan program for the Department of Defense was a goodwill ambassador for the State Department and was literally the most prominent Islamic leader in the United States, hailed by, like, the Washington Post as a pillar of the Muslim community. And he's al-Qaeda Hamas. We've got, you fast forward to today, Joe Biden's Islamic advisor during his campaign and early in his administration, Farouk Mitha is a Hamas leader, Hamas operative, for a Hamas called M-Gage. And so you've got in DHS, and and I could spend the rest of our time sharing example of uh, Hamas al-Qaeda leaders, but let me remember, Hamas is an inherent part of the Muslim Brotherhood. If you go to the FBI's website and go to their page that they title, quote, our outreach partners, end quote, the three Islamic organizations listed are all Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas Muslim Brotherhood. So you've just got a catastrophic failure of our government to even be able to vet the FBI, the Secret Service, the State Department, DOJ, TS, top secret and secret clearances for people that are working inside our government. And it's been one catastrophic failure after another. And uh, so... What has happened in Israel has already happened in the United States. It's just happened uh, with guys in suits that have walked in using their shoes and their legs because uh, they didn't have to, you know, use motorized vehicles and parachutes. 
Well, and I'm flashing on the fact that uh, when Barack Obama gave his, you know, Cairo speech, you know, I'm a citizen of the world speech, the Muslim Brotherhood was on the front row. They were brought to the White House without security clearances. When Michelle, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman tried to raise concerns over the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration in our government, she was, you know, um, shouted down by both uh, political parties, including the Republican Party. And that That's includes right. and George W. Bush, who so many conservatives, I thought it was pretty clear early on that it was easy for him to you know, claim that the Islamic attack was about Al Qaeda when it was about an ideology. And he never properly addressed the ideology. Never did. He draped himself in terrorists, did he not? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you, that you bring that up because when he gave the speech at the Islamic Center of Washington just six days after 9-11, uh, standing next to him on the platform, we have photos and videos of it, on his left shoulder is the leader of Hamas in the United States, Nihad Awad, and over his right so- shoulder was Khalid Safori, the deputy for the Hamas leader and al-Qaeda financier, Abdurrahman Alamudi. So this is not something new. This has been going on. Our leaders are criminally negligent, the Democrat, Republican. And you make a good point. When Michelle Bachman and others brought yes. this up in a public forum uh, in front of the cameras on the floor of the House and Senate, it was Republicans that attacked them first and primarily. And I think that's important to remember. Well, yeah, because, you know, the, the, the Republican Party, the, the veil should be lifted off the eyes of, of Republican voters in terms of, of the, all the false promises that they've made and that it's all been about lies. And, uh, you know, and, we, and it should be clear of, in terms of the way that – and I'm going to talk more about this later. Um, so, listeners, don't think that I, I didn't see what, what games uh, Kevin McCarthy and Mike Pence uh, we're playing today with the Ukraine uh, situation, trying to piggyback off of what's happening in Israel and make it be about Ukraine. Let's stick to the reality of Israel, as the as the IDF tweeted out today. Uh, this is about an ideology that is determined to destroy the West. And it's about a caliphate, is it not? I mean, Americans, there's whole generations of people, of, of Americans now who don't know anything that happened on 9-11, have no idea what a caliphate even means, do they, John Guandolo? No, and it's interesting. We just, uh, Saturday, October 7th, was the anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto, which, uh, even though it took place uh, over 400, almost 500, but years ago, uh, literally it was a deciding battle that saved the West. And back then, we understand or understood the real battle of, of West versus those, including the Islamic Empire uh, and the uh, Islamic Caliphate, which was the Ottoman Empire. And of course, today we celebrate Columbus. And it's worth noting that in 1492, he was commissioned to find new trade routes because the Mediterranean was primarily closed because the Muslims controlled it. And Spain had been under Islamic control for seven over 700 years. Mm-hmm. And it was 1492 during the Reconquista of Spain when the Spaniards came out of the mountains, defeated the Muslims, and retook Spain and 
Columbus was commissioned and set off to find new trade routes. That's the historical truth. And it was against the Islamic uh, foes who wanted to destroy, whose normative and universally taught doctrine is it's a requirement to establish a caliphate and wage jihad when they have the ability to do so against all non-Muslim nations and forces. And, and that and right. And I interviewed many years ago, Nani Darwish, who wrote a book. Now they call me infidel. And she said America was handing over our country on a silver platter in the name of political correctness to an ideology that that thinks of America as, you know, the great Satan. And we would be the biggest loot for them. We would be the biggest women to take us over. And, and the Muslim Brotherhood in their in their uh, manifesto has stated that their goal was to replace the Constitution with the Quran. There is no compatibility. They are a political system. Islam is a political system with a religious component, and they hide behind that, and they use our religious freedoms here as a weapon in order to replace the Constitution with the Quran. That's their goal. And we've got a government that's been completely infiltrated. Your former FBI... And the FBI replaced their counterterrorism measures. Uh, they replaced it from anything related to Islam. And now it's all about people that speak up at school boards and dare to question the outcome of an election. Can you speak to the FBI's role here? Well, I mentioned earlier that their only Islamic outreach partners are Hamas Muslim Brotherhood. That's on their website. Uh, mm-hmm. Promoted on the Understanding the Threat YouTube channel. Uh, there's a video, FBI Corrupted which shows the number three guy at the FBI, Paul Abate, at the Dar al-Hidra Mosque, which is an, a Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda mosque. The founders and the leaders have all been Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda. And he's in there praising them, hugging the leaders, talking about how great they are. So this wow. is the, the FBI's inability. You know, the FBI directors, more than one, have given FBI directors awards senior Hamas Muslim Brotherhood leaders like Mohammed Majid and others. Uh, and that is that is it. They are incapable of doing their job. So uh, this is why we advocate local communities have got to educate yes. themselves, their local leaders, and fortify at the county level because the federal government is gone. It's, it's completely corrupted by the adversaries of liberty. Well, tell everybody how they can get a hold of your group and your organization. So I encourage people to go to johnglendolo.com. You get more information and and ask for information about uh, either training or other other things that we offer. And uh, thank you very much for being a real voice for truth in this. Well, I thank you. For, for all you've done for our freedoms and continue to do. John Guandola, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Now stay tuned because I'm going to have you listen to some pro-Palestinian Americans, and it just might make you angry. Stay tuned. A.K. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. All eyes on on Israel right now as the Jews. 
are under attack, under slaughter. 85-year-old Holocaust survivor dragged out in a wheelchair. Children burned alive and executed, just absolutely filthy. I posted on, these people are absolute pigs. Somebody found an old tweet of mine from years ago where I called them Hamas holes. <laughs> they are Hamas holes. I want y'all to go and watch that video I posted on Facebook of children, Hamas children. Of course, they're being raised to be haters, right? This is this is what's going on in these little Palestinian children are, are holding. There's a, a little Jewish boy who looks like he's about five years old. And you look how they're treating him. They're animals. And what Benjamin Netanyahu needs to do. He needs to do more, in my opinion, than just cutting off the food supply. I, I, right now, I, I know that the focus is on getting the hostages out. If you've ever seen the movie Victory and Entebbe, you know that the Jews know how to get some people out, right, that have been held hostage. One of my favorite movies, by the way. I don't know if they're going to be able to get them all out. Hamas is now threatening, saying, look, one more civilian dies and we're going to start executing the hostages. I think at this point, I think it's a really tough thing to say, but um, I'm thinking it might be time to do a Jimmy Doolittle Nagasaki drop here on these people. That's what I'm thinking. What say you, DJ Sesame Broccolini? Well, it's very tough because on one hand, every single second, there's more urgency, right? There's literally Mm -hmm. no time to waste here. Um, And this is being referred to as it's being compared to uh, 9-11 and some other massive attacks here in the States. And I just don't think that people in the States really understand the gravity of the situation. Talk to people who have family and friends that live in Israel This is not this kind of caliber, but these attacks, this is a regular thing. And that doesn't make it good. It makes it worse. People need to realize Mm -hmm. that Israel is surrounded by states and people and cultures that have genocidal intentions toward them. So if Israel stops, if Israel goes into a ceasefire, they're not going to shoot people. But if they put down their guns, they will be submitting and basically acknowledging that Hamas will kill them. They they cannot afford it. We're at the point where it seems they're always framed as the tough guys in negotiations, but they have to be tough because they don't harbor these same these same intentions. It's a one way street. They can't afford to let their guard down because this is always on the horizon for them. It's a constant threat. They can shut down Tel Aviv in less than eight minutes because they have to be ready at all times. Yeah, I mean, that this ideology that they're up against is never-ending. Can there be peace, lasting peace in the region? Um, uh, no. There will be, we know, um, and I'm not a biblical scholar, we know that peace in the Middle East is uh, factors into the end times, but there can be no lasting peace. Gold in my ears, my favorite quote of gold in my ear was um, that we could forgive them for killing our children, but we can't forgive them for making us kill their children. And there, there will only be peace when they love their children more than they hate us. And that's just not the case. And this is an ideology This is based upon a caliphate. Uh, I want you guys to listen. And this is, a, and this is why the United States of America, n- this hashtag never forget on 9-11, the U.S. government never got it from day one or didn't give a crap. Because, the, you know, there is no compatibility between the United States of America and Islam. 
They should have never been allowed in here. I want you to listen to this is a Muslim man. I want you. I've got two quotes I want you guys to listen to. I want you to listen to one man, an American in New York, laughing and joking about the surprise attack that was done on young women in in, in that uh, party in the desert. And as you might have seen, there was some sort of rave or desert party where they were having a great time until the resistance came in electrified hang gliders and took at least several dozen hipsters. But I'm sure they're doing very fine despite what the New York Post says. Despicable. Absolutely disgusting. Anybody could celebrate that. It's one thing to understand that if, if you're in wartime, that there has to be casualties. But to celebrate young girls being raped, slaughtered and kidnapped is sick. You can't. One of the things Americans need to understand is how far this country has sunk into the in, in the battle of good versus evil and sunk into the evil into things. There should be no American that could ever celebrate this. And, and, and I've seen there was this uh, pro-Palestinian rally that took place in New York City and Mayor Adams is being uh, completely destroyed over the fact that he didn't shut this thing down. You know, they, you know, we're always being accused of being Nazis, right? Sesame Broccolini, when it was actual pro-Palestinians waving the swastika flags at this pro-Palestinian rally. I just can't believe that. By the way, you know, people act like I mean, and you talked about this, this someone, someone who survived the Holocaust, who has to be killed yeah. and something in the in very similar circumstances. It, it's a terrible travesty and oddly poetic in the sense that history repeats itself. And we're mm-hmm. seeing that right now. And it's just so sickening because there's a lot of silence right now. There's a lot of people who aren't talking about this, who don't want to get involved who don't want to get into the history of it or the theology mm-hmm. of it or the culture or the political dynamics. If you're silent now, you probably would have been silent back then. If you're not speaking Absolutely. up now, if you're, if you're not speaking up right now, then you would have been a part of the silent majority of people in the thirties and forties who sat there and said nothing. Absolutely. In fact, there's this uh, retired NBA player. I don't recognize the name, Amare Stoudemire, whatever. And, you know, uh, we, I, you know, there was two, he dropped the F bomb and stuff and he was really mad, but he's called out the cowardly BLM and politicians for their silence on Israel and says F you to these guys. That's, that's somebody who gets it. He's actually um, dual citizen between the U S and Israeli. What is all this about? This is an ideology. This is a caliphate that's never going to go away and it should not be allowed here in the United States of America. I want you to listen to a Muslim man in New York city. This is at the top of the stack and saying, this is the correct religion and we will not stop until it enters every home. Sesame. We're done being tortured and hurt and judged. This is the correct religion. This is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of Islam. And we will not stop until it enters every home. So I want you to repeat after me. I want to hear it in every single district. It should tremble. Brooklyn should hear it. The Bronx should hear it. Queens should hear it. Say it as if the Ummah depends on this, my brothers and sisters.
worship except Allah, the God of Jesus, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, and the God of the last and final prophet Muhammad. There it is. There's no, we're incompatible. And we and how far are we down the road to, to him fulfilling that goal? Uh, this will be in every home. We already have Muslim prayer on loudspeakers in Dearbornistan and soon in New York City, not far from ground zero. We're going to take a break. We come back. Former gunnery sergeant Jesse Jane Duff will be here because guess what? There's a U.S. military strike group on its way over to the Middle East. We're going to talk about that when we return. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to... Tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, one of the one of the first people that I reached out to today, but before the break earlier, I was talking to. We had John Guandolo on from Understanding the the Threat. He's the bigger picture guy and all things related to terrorism and in foreign affairs. That that is my go, he's my go to guy for those things. And then when we got to talk military, y'all know who I always <laughs> reach out to. She needs no introduction. Her boy, her throat's probably super sore because everybody reaches out to JJD, Jesse Jane Duff on anything military related. You know she's a fan favorite of. I know she's a fan favorite of you guys. Former gunnery sergeant uh, Jesse. Jane Duff, and she joins me now to talk about uh, Israel uh, declaring war against Hamas. Thank you so much for being here tonight, JJD. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And my goodness, what a difference just could happen in 72 hours that now the United States is wondering, or most Americans such as yourself and myself, particularly those that support Donald Trump, we just wonder what other catastrophic event could potentially happen under this administration. How many more countries' assaults? How many more attacks? Will it start flowing over to the United States? What else could this Biden administration basically send signals to the world that we are so weak that you now can run rampant? Yeah, I mean, is China going to attack Taiwan next? Is that where this is going? Um, you know, there you was know, a time. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, go ahead and answer that because that's that's a possibility. Because we have we have a bumbling, stumbling, creepy, corrupt crackpot as commander in chief. We know he's not pulling yeah. the strings. But wh- who is it? Valerie Jarrett? That's her Obama who funded the the Iranian nuclear uh ambitions. I mean, this is just I've never been so scared in my life. And I grew up, you know my story, yeah. I'm daughter of two Marines. I've had always grown up trusting in the military. I I don't feel even remotely secure right now as an American citizen militarily. Yeah, so even if even if our military were to get engaged, uh, the Heritage Foundation National Security Security Report that was released last year, and they'll be coming out with another one that gets released in the fall for the fiscal year of 
2023, but for 2022, all branches of service were relatively graded as weak. And they, what they do is they uh, compile the data based upon the force of readiness, uh, equipment readiness, battalions that are capable of entering into combat. And we were incapable of supporting two wars on two different fronts. We saw this once before under the Obama administration when we knew that record numbers of aircraft were not capable of flying and they were poaching parts of, off of other aircraft. Meanwhile, we were in Syria actively trying to bomb ISIS targets, but the anticipation was, what if we have to go elsewhere? Well, now that is happening. We know that uh, that Taiwan is under aggressive watch by China. China has been surveilling and basically doing sorties, which are um, aircraft flying over the island continually, the country, I should say, continually trying to intimidate and what causes Taiwan now to have to continually jump into their aircraft, which puts a great stress upon your forces. But getting back to Israel, uh, I am so utterly disgusted that this is going on right now because the United States has not given us a message of strength. Admiral Kirby today still insisted when asked by Martha McCallum, I believe it was on Fox News, that is the global warming still the greatest threat or <laughs> is it a nuclear attack? And he said, no, global warming. He couldn't wow. even tell us how many Americans were taken in hostage. He was and he has continually said that he said that in Afghanistan, he has said it repeatedly. It's embarrassing that this is a retired naval officer. I'm not sure if he was a one or a two star, but he's just become a puppet of the administration as he was a puppet of the State Department when he was still on active duty, which was completely a conflict of interest, the spokesperson for the State Department under President Obama. And that's when um, James Rosen with Newsmax had asked him about was the $150 billion given to Iran exchange for hostages. And he admittedly said, yes, $150 billion pallets of cash given to Iran. Now we have the $6 billion that supposedly our Treasury Department is trying to BS us that they're monitoring the money and none of it has been spent. Well, that sounds like sending money to Planned Parenthood and suggesting none of your yeah. other money now will go to abortion because the government is funding your organization. Well, why wouldn't they freeze that right now if it hadn't been spent? Because well, nine Americans are dead. Nine Americans. Right. Nine Americans are dead. Right. We don't know how many more. We don't know how many are held hostage. Right now, Hamas is threatening to execute if there's any more civilians dying. So now, you know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is in a corner on, on that situation. I think he needs to go scorched earth. Um, then we find out today, Newsweek is reporting that a top uh, a, a high-ranking official in the IDF has expressed concerns that they think some of the weapons being used, like these javelin uh, shoulder-fired anti-tank uh, weapons, are part of the $80 billion of equipment we left behind in Afghanistan. Of course they are. Of course they are. I mean, how many people died using the weapons that the Obama administration had managed to get over into Mexico? And then they killed uh, one, a police, an officer, Terry, can't remember his last name, former Marine. Fast and the Fury, Brian Terry. My Brian goodness. Terry, the Fast Brian and the Terry, Furious. There we go. And here yeah. we are. It's like, are we surprised? This has been a debacle on so many levels, and it's just chaos. And you just have to wonder, is this what they actually want, is chaos? Meanwhile, how many... Uh, 
people have come over our border who was on the terrorism watch, watch list, uh, just under 200, as I last heard. Meanwhile, only 11 were caught under the entire time of Donald Trump. I mean, and they were caught. How many have not been caught? We now have to wonder, are we now vulnerable? Because this is a full-on assault, and these folks do not even value life. The amount of assault that they have hit Israel with. Not only that, you're not going to have world sympathy if you were just attacking IDF. No, which is the Israeli Defense Forces. No. We have it on camera that you've taken women and children hostage, raped, pillaged, you know, basically murdering them and putting it on film. That is not going to gain a whole lot of sympathy for these, quote unquote, Palestinians who just want to live free, as Rashid Talib still states. And meanwhile, outside of our office in Washington, D.C., the Palestinian flag of a non-existent country still hangs, not even a United States flag. She has the gay pride flag, along with the um, uh, Palestinians, I thought the irony escaped because like, I'm sorry, in most of those countries, they will hang you if you're gay. So, you know, right. they'll pander to anybody to get their support. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's just, well, and Rashida Tlaib, she's the same one who draped herself in a Palestinian flag the night she won Congress. You know right. how far and- we've sunk at, from, as a nation when we've got that going on. And then you add in Ilhan Omar, who was out uh, r- fundraising in L.A. as a, a member of Congress sitting on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and she was raising money for a, a, a group that was a fund group f- for Hamas. So, I mean, the, the U.S. government has been infiltrated with anti-American, anti-Israel terrorist sympathizers and terrorist organizations. And that's just a fact. An absolute and I fact. dare to say both of those women had received their citizenship with open arms only to turn around and blast the very com- uh, country that had given them a blanket of freedom and protection. They didn't come yep. here to unite as Americans, in which Donald Trump has clearly stated over and over, we welcome immigrants, but you must love and embrace our country. They don't. So they want to no. sabotage us from within. But this is actually just horrifically disgusting. Six billion dollars were given to Iran on 9-11. And the claims of the Biden administration and Democrats is, well, that was already Iran's money. No, that money should have been taken, never returned and given to all the victims of terrorism. Because less than two weeks ago was the anniversary, the 20 year anniversary, the Beirut bombing. And if I need to refresh anybody's memory, if they don't remember where they were, the Beirut bombing killed 241 service members. The majority of them were Marines who were unarmed, several soldiers, sailors, and also the French peacekeeping forces. And who backed that assault? It was the largest killing of United States Marines since Iwo Jima. It was Iranian Basque Hezbollah. So you couldn't yeah. I, I'm not a I'm not an expert on the terrorists. Uh, I couldn't tell you the difference between the Hamas or the Hezbollah. Maybe they're different ones. Shia, maybe Sunni, maybe different. Well, but I don't know. Well, End of the day, no. they all got Iranian money and they right. went on to kill several Americans in the Middle East. One Dr. Malcolm Kerr. Many do not know this. He was shot in the back of the head. He was a professor at the American University in Lebanon. Yeah. And that is Steve Kerr's father, the Golden State Warriors coach, who has turned into a flaming liberal despite the fact that Ronald Reagan made a national (laughs) statement on the assassination of his father. And he's over here with open borders and love all people and love is love. Give me a break. Well, JJ, uh, right. Well, I could keep you on longer, but I'm out of time for this hour and I'm up against a hard break. Jesse Jane Duff, appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here and reminding everybody about Beirut. Stay motivated, everybody. We have to fight. Thank you. We have to fight. Stay tuned. More of the fight coming up. Hour two. Don't go away.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.